Hello, and welcome to the Cloud Tweaks podcast, where we look at developments and stories dealing with cloud, cybersecurity, the Internet of Things, AI, and other areas of business tech. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. The Clouds Weeks podcast is brought to you by ISC Squared, the world's largest non-profit association of certified cybersecurity professionals. ISC Squared membership of more than 150,000 is made up of certified cyber, information, software, and infrastructure security professionals who are making a difference and helping to advance the industry. ISC Squared offers a portfolio of credentials that are part of a holistic, programmatic approach to cybersecurity. For more information, visit isc2.org, that's I-S-C, the number two, dot org, to continue your journey and get certified today. Moving into the cloud is like one of those evergreen topics. We've been talking about this for years, but because cloud technology keeps advancing, and especially because the business world, like everything else, has changed enormously in recent months... It's a topic that can never truly go stale. It's not just about the nuts and bolts or lines of code either. Cloud strategy is a very human thing that shines a light on the culture of DevOps and management. And given the need for everyone to work remotely, the pressure to accelerate the plans to move to public cloud is substantial. But it should never be taken lightly. To expand upon the benefits, the challenges, and the pitfalls of moving to the cloud too quickly, it is my pleasure to welcome Chris Hertz, who is VP of Cloud Security Sales for Divi Cloud, which is now part of Rapid7. Chris, welcome to the Cloud Tweaks podcast. Thanks. I appreciate you having me and excited to be here. For those who might not have heard about Divi Cloud, how would you describe the types of problems that you and your team help solve? Adoption of Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform, Kubernetes, the things we consider to be cloud technologies, is uh, increasingly intense and rapid. And this is driven by enterprises of all sizes who are embracing these environments uh, really as the default starting point for new projects, but also as the next step for updates and enhancements to existing applications. Uh, And they're doing that because they can take advantage of the unprecedented speed and agility that cloud container technologies provide, which really allows innovation to take off. And this speed and agility is created in part by providing developers, analysts, engineers, pretty much anyone self-service access to these environments. And that's a big change. It's, It's a big shift from the command and control world of private data centers to you know the, the sort of uh, open world, very democratized world of public cloud. The democratization of the public cloud brings a raft of challenges, obviously. Now, are these purely technical or are there more strategic threats in play as well? Left uncontrolled, these environments inevitably drift into unmanageable complexity. Um, you know, and essentially that complexity makes security governance risk and compliance difficult, if not impossible, for the folks who are in charge of that, whose mandate is to maintain security. And so the sheer size and complexity of these environments, the speed of workload deployment within them, uh, is forcing security professionals to really embrace uh, new ways of approaching security and compliance or face the inevitability of a data breach um, or other security incidents within um, security incident within cloud. 
I noticed DiviCloud has an impressive array of clients. Your website lists 3M and Spotify and Autodesk among them. Do you deal just with large organizations or can you work with organizations of any particular size? Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. We certainly have a lot of enterprise customers who leverage our software because they are advanced users of cloud. But I don't think the size of the customer matters as much as how they're using cloud. So we find that any company that is using cloud in a sophisticated way in which they are providing self-service access are going to run into the challenges that we help solve. And so it's really more about the behavioral and demographic characteristics of companies and whether they match up. Are they using cloud? Are they using cloud at scale? Are they using it in an advanced way, you know, providing self-service access? And if they're doing those things, right, um, well, then they probably are going to find value in our software. And those are the folks that we sell and service to. So, Chris, obviously this year, 2020, has been a huge and rather unwelcome year in terms of throwing everyone's plans into disarray. I'm sure you've seen an upsurge in clients seeking to move quickly to the cloud. So what are your general observations? Um, cloud is ubiquitous, right? It absolutely is. More and more people are using it. And when we think about cloud, we really are talking about, again, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform, things that are around IaaS, PaaS, FaaS, CAS, right? The, you know. Um, less about things like SaaS, things like Salesforce. What's interesting about the scale of adoption that we've seen in the first half is that it's accelerating. And you know, that's one of the impacts of COVID-19. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible disease that's ravaging many of us, but it actually has forced enterprises to move more quickly um, into cloud than they, they otherwise might have. And so we have seen that as a driver. And what that does is put additional pressure on securing cloud. And so certainly what we've seen is that just over the last six months, many of our customers have had to lean even more into cloud and therefore lean even more into how do they, they quickly adopt new ways to secure all the innovation and frankly, just the survival that's happening by, by that cloud migration. And are there dangers in having everyone rushing to the cloud? Yeah, I think it's a great point. I mean, first of all, it really is about... so. When you start rushing to the cloud, you often are leaving behind all the, the foundational elements that need to be laid down. And these things aren't complex. They can be done simultaneous to that, that cloud adoption process. But the first is really making the cultural shift from command and control to trust but verify. Right? You've gone from a traditional data center that's highly controlled to a software-defined infrastructure that is often democratized across a whole new population of developers, analysts, uh, engineers. You need to be a, we need to be aware of that and embracing those folks and making them participant in the security process because they now are much more involved and this excessive security governance risk and compliance will often um, will often end up being their success right and so it is important for us to put in place the right sort of, of culture and processes and organizational structures that are going to support that but then on top of that we really need to make sure that we're laying on um, the tooling that that can help to drive all that in a consistent, scalable, enterprise-grade approach. Um, and so you need um, software that really is providing visibility into risk, is allowing you to an analyze that risk, to prioritize it, and then to drive remediation of it, and frankly, to automate all those functions. You know, if, if I was a cloud security specialist right now with a checklist, I'd be particularly interested in a few things. One is, Am I able today to detect publicly exposed assets? And I would pay special attention to things like storage, database search, and cache services, 
those make up the lion's share of, of breached services. And by the way, when I say breached, it's not because those services are insecure, it's that they are misconfigured by the user and in such a way uh, you know, that that's where the vulnerability occurs. They, the underlying cloud services are incredibly secure. Um, two, I would identify and remove excessive and unused permissions. Identity and access management in AWS, Azure GCP, it's very complicated. AWS alone has five layers of access that you have to be able to understand and to manage at scale. And for most folks who are now managing that, developers, engineers, and, and analysts, you know, the, the natural inclination is to, to be more permissive. But when you do that, you've now really increased your uh, your security footprint that you have to protect, and, and you've increased your, your blast radius. So going back and focusing on the removal, the identification removal of excessive and unused permissions is a huge thing. I would make sure that you are hardening security configurations, right? That you're you're leveraging, let's say, gold or golden AMIs in, in, in AWS. I'd make sure I was securing all the APIs I was leveraging. I'd, um, and then I'd really look at how do I automate my cloud security functions, including shifting cloud security left into the CI CD process to be really to, to meet developers and engineers where they operate, right? So so creating preventive mechanisms in which I'm integrating cloud security into things like you know, my use of infrastructure as code uh, as part of that CI/CD process. Those are the areas that I would really look at um, as that, that early cloud security checklist. Given that the employees of all these companies are now struggling with the challenges of work from home, how does Divi Cloud fit into this picture? Like, What kind of things do you watch out for? Yeah, our thoughts about work from home is a, is a challenging world. We don't directly try and secure things like routers or yeah. Dropbox. Having said that, when, a, when a, an employee is at home and they're trying to leverage new technologies, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, they're under increased pressure to do so usually quickly, right? They're, 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 in, they're in a distracted environment. They're maybe not as supported as they normally would be. They're under really tight deadlines. Many of these folks are, are facing disruption in every form and, and facet of their lives. That creates enormous strain and stress on people. And when that happens, they move quickly and mistakes can be made. And our focus is on how do we protect against the misconfigurations that can occur through that increased pressure or are more likely to occur um, in these, these cloud environments and to ensure that those misconfigurations are either uh, prevented uh, or if they occur, that we identify them and remediate them in real time, thus really reducing the risk that, uh, that these folks are, are unintentionally introducing into their, in their corporate environments. Do you see the work from home model as the new reality? What does your research show about the viability of this model, given how chaotic things seem to be when employees start to work outside the walls of the fortress? Yeah, well, I, I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, certainly a lot of companies have, have embraced work from home for the foreseeable future, right? And so this isn't something that will, that will be going away. Uh, certainly, uh, we all hope for a return to normalcy. But in the meantime, even if you were in a normal environment, you would still have the threat of all these misconfigurations, right? There's, uh, and very often, by the way, these misconfigurations are occurring really because people don't know what good looks like, right? It's not even that they're making a mistake. They simply don't know. They, they, they are now, you know, so many more people are now participant to the security process. And that's problematic because when you look at surveys, like Divi Cloud has actually conducted surveys, we find that nearly half the IT professionals surveyed don't even know what standards they need to adhere to. Right. And so for many cases, people have suddenly 
been brought into the fold and said, well, you are now part of, of the configuration and provisioning of cloud systems, cloud infrastructure, cloud services. But those people haven't been told what that means, right? They haven't had the explanation of, well, you know, we have to comply with SOC 2 or with the CIS benchmarks or ISO 27001 or PCI DSS or GDPR. And, and if you haven't even been told that, and then you haven't had that translated to what that means operationally in the cloud, well, that's very problematic because how will you ever be successful? And so a lot of what Divi Cloud is looking to solve for is how do we help create the communication loops that are not only correcting these issues, preventing them and correcting them, but also educating everyone who's participated in this process about what good looks like so that over time, your baseline for the number of errors that are being introduced continues to fall because you're actually creating an information cycle that educates people about what good looks like and enforces that. Um, and that's really the benefit because unless we have everyone participating, unless they're educated in how to do this, we will just continue to live in sort of the same terrible groundhog's day um, that, uh, of bad security. This looks like there are two sides of a very dark coin here. On one side, you have people involved in security who aren't fully versed in security compliance. But then you also told me before we started recording that there are others who willfully ignore security policies. Can you expand upon that? Yeah, well, again, uh, we've done a number of surveys. And what we found is that 50%, roughly 50% of, of enterprises say developers and engineers uh, explicitly ignore security policies. And look, I don't think those people are being bad actors. Uh, they're doing it because they're under enormous amounts of pressure. And so, or alternatively, we've created a lot of friction or we haven't met them where they, they operate, right? And, and for all these reasons, there is a great misalignment between security and developers. And, and part of the goal of DiviCloud is how do we help solve that? How do we create alignment between security and developers and engineers so they are more likely to participate and less likely to ignore security policies? And a lot of that is how we've integrated our software into the CICD pipeline, how we allow it to participate in the evaluation and security of infrastructure's code templates before they actually deployed. Therefore, we're able to actually deliver better experience to developers at the right place at the right time where they operate within the DevOps lifecycle, rather than trying to present this to them during runtime where it's ephemeral, it's, it's quickly replaced, and frankly, it's a bad experience. And so by doing that, by, by meeting developers where they operate, by delivering the experiences they want, um, and by communicating to them what standards they need to adhere with, they're more likely to participate and therefore more likely to get uh, good security outcomes. Um, and that's a big way we're trying to go and solve this problem that really is, is uh, rife across the, the, um, uh, the world. I know that in DevOps and CICD, there can be a significant amounts of pushback, especially when it comes to testing within the pipeline. Are you seeing this kind of cultural pushback with the clients you work with? Yeah, we find developers really want to participate in good security. I've, I've never met a developer who said, uh, I am I am not interested in good security. Screw the user. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that just doesn't happen um, in the normal course of, of business where we find that the challenge often is, is that you, there is a cultural shift that needs to be made with security. Frankly, that security needs to, to think more in the terms of how do I enable and amplify these digitally savvy business units that are now developing versus command and control. And when I make that cultural shift, it really allows me to now engage developers in ways that reduce friction. And by reducing that friction to them, they are more likely to see me as an ally um, and as someone who benefits them rather than a four-letter word. It really is important, I think, to, to, to drive that forward. 
Um, and frankly, there's a benefit to developers that they appreciate, which is, you know, ultimately they are going to have to participate in security. And if we make this a good experience, it makes them more productive, right? And so how do we as security create greater productivity for our engineers and developers and analysts um, while also improving security? And that's, that's Divi Cloud's goal. And, and we think it's something that we've seen developers be really excited about um, and want to engage with. Uh, because fundamentally, as I said before, they all want good security. It's just how do we, again, deliver to them in the right way, in the right time that makes them feel participant and really involved. What should the C-suite do about security compliance? There are still silos within many organizations and a significant degree of miscommunication, especially between IT and senior management and also between, let's say, InfoSec and senior management. So what should the C-suite do to ensure a smoother and safer environment for the organizations that they take care of? Yeah, cloud security shouldn't be an afterthought. It should be something that is strategic, that frankly has sponsorship from the board level really on down. I mean, fundamentally, the board at pretty much every company that we interact with is saying we need to drive forward with innovation. Right? Innovation leads to better outcomes for our, our customers. Better outcomes for our customers lead to greater profitability. And, and that leads to, to, to success for us as a business. And so, and, and of course, most of those board members are saying the way that we can drive innovation more rapidly is through the use of public cloud services. And that goes down to the C-level. And the C-level says, okay, let's go do that. What has to be married with that is an is a understanding and a belief that you aren't making a false choice, that you, can't, that you can go big and go fast with the cloud. Um, while still maintaining control, while still uh, delivering continuous security compliance. Too often what we find is that the C-suite is saying, really there's two choices. We either go big and go fast or we can, we can be slow and die um, because security is telling us that if we go big and go fast, they can't keep up. And, and our response is, no, you can have the best of both worlds. You can go big and go fast and do it at, at speed. Uh, and stay secure if you are putting in the right changes and if you're using the right tooling like Divi Cloud to support that strategy. Um, and that's really what the conversation we're often having. Now, I think organizationally, there's ways that companies also uh, can drive change and that through sponsorship, right? And, and for many companies, we've seen them adopt cloud centers of excellence, the CCOE. Uh, and those CCOEs, of course, are functionally, how do you drive cloud adoption? But intrinsically, what they really are also is agile transformers, right? And that's their long-term value. They're really coming in and helping change the way the business operates to be cloud-friendly. It's embedding people in the business units. It's creating cross-functional capabilities. It's changing how things are planned and, and executed. And that, that's something that the CCUE has a much broader impact in the business than simply sort of how do you adopt a cloud technology? It's really how do you transform this business? And where we see executive sponsorship of things like CCOEs, we often see tremendous success at accelerating their use of cloud and doing so in a secure way. That's not to say you can't do that through other organizational methods. It's simply been one of the ones that we've seen has been effective. Chris, last question, which I love to ask subject matter experts like yourself. Quite simply, in terms of security and the state of cloud and business today, what worries you? Look, I, I am a individual. I'm a consumer. I'm an individual. My Information is stored with many companies, right? I, I buy and consume products and services. You know, I, I as an individual see companies all the time who have, who have not invested heavily enough in governance of cloud every day. And 
that's not that they're being malicious, but it worries me as an individual because they, you know, inevitably these folks are the ones who are responsible for, for my critical information. And, and that has a real impact in today's information economy. And so just as a, as a, as a person, I, I just find it imperative that companies take this seriously, that they, they invest the time and resources, not only in developing you know, great new products and services that I can consume, but doing so in a way that really puts security as, uh, as a, a priority and as a prerequisite to that, those efforts. And, and as a professional in this space, you know, it's my job also to, to try and evangelize the fact that they can do that, that they don't have to choose between one another. Um, but that that's what worries me is that we we fast forward through the next two years and you know as a society we haven't made the right investments in security and we come out the other end much poorer for it well chris this has been enlightening and enjoyable as i knew it would be it's been such a great pleasure to have had this time with you thank you so much for joining us here on the cloud tweaks podcast likewise uh, i really enjoyed it you can find out more about Divi Cloud, part of Rapid7, by going straight to their website at DiviCloud, that's D-I-V-V-Y-C-L-O-U-D, dot com. Hosting for this Cloud Tweaks podcast episode comes from ISC Squared, and we thank them for their ongoing support. To learn about and to join the ISC Squared community of cybersecurity leaders, visit ISC2, that's ISC, the number two, dot org. And as for us, you can check us out at cloudtweaks.com and follow us on Twitter at cloudtweaks. If your company is looking for some great exposure to thousands of decision makers in the IT, cloud, and related industries worldwide, please do get in touch. We can craft a campaign that will get you noticed through our website, social media, and newsletter channels, all of which enjoy substantial readership. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts and tell just one more person about us. We'd love to grow and expand, and of course, we'd love to hear from you. We're always very interested in learning what we can do to bring quality news to you. So until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Stay safe, and thanks for listening.